0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com recommend today.
1: It's time for the Parkins Playoff Show. Uh, d- playoffs? With your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app in 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Good
2: morning. Let's do this again, shall we? Some of the best time of the year in sports that one day we hope the Bears will be a part of again. It is the Parkins Playoff Show. I will be doing a show every Sunday morning, sometimes like today from 7 to 9 a.m., other times from 8 to 10 a.m., depending on what we have going on right here on 670 The Score. And the task is simple talk about whatever you want most of the time if not all, with the backdrop of the NFL playoffs and have your friends on. So that sounds kind of cool. So that's what we're going to do. And I appreciate you all hanging out because the NFL is by far my favorite thing in sports. Host a podcast that you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review. First in pod, with my buddy Andrew Filippone out in Pittsburgh. But we have to begin today, and we will talk about this Chiefs team As a Super Bowl contender, we will talk about the matchups today. Packers and Cowboys and Lions and Rams. But we have to start with the team that is going to be comped, debated, discussed, analyzed, scrutinized. There should be a research project by Ryan Poles and his staff being conducted into it as we speak, the Houston Texans. Because in the past, we have been talking about what did the Buffalo Bills do to surround Josh Allen so that Justin Fields could take that leap as a slower-developing prospect without much around him where he took that unprecedented you know, year three, year four leap, and he became a top five quarterback in the NFL. We studied the Eagles and what they did building their roster up so they could drop in Jalen Hurts to have success. We've talked about Lamar Jackson as a comp for Justin Fields. But the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. And it seems like they are going to be moving on from Justin Fields. We do not know that yet. That is my opinion. I know many people disagree with that opinion. But I believe that the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams, who still has not declared for the draft according to reports, but that doesn't have to get out there until the end of this week. I expect Ryan Poles to trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams but before we can totally look forward on that I think it is worth discussing and looking back on what happened last year but even more specifically in case anyone did not watch that game yesterday we should talk about what he did last night because CJ Stroud only threw 21 passes in that game because he's a rookie you know You can't rely on rookies. If a rookie's going to have success in the playoffs, it's going to be because it's Russell Wilson and he's got the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch. That's the only way a rookie can have success in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. Or maybe, you know, it's going to be like Ben Roethlisberger and that unbelievable winning streak that he had with a bunch of games where he didn't pass for 200 yards and he just relied on that Steelers defense. That's the only way you can win in the playoffs. And so, of course, the Texans, they followed that model. They only had C.J. Stroud pass 21 times. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a note from my producer, uh, Robbie Triano. Um, 274 passing yards for three touchdowns and zero interceptions and only five incompletions. He only threw 21 times against the be- best pass defense in the NFL this year for 274 yards and three touchdowns because they were blowing out Cleveland so much with a 35-0 to run that they could just take the foot off the gas and run out the clock and not risk injury the rest of the way. That was the most impressive playoff debut that a rookie quarterback has ever had. NFL history, period. I don't think it could be debated. He tied the record for touchdown passes in a playoff game by a rookie with three. So you're like, okay, well, someone else has done it before. Okay. He did it with a rookie head coach. Only the third rookie coach, rookie quarterback combo to win a playoff game. So he wins a playoff game, one of three rookies to ever do it with a rookie coach. He does it while having a bigger share of the, of the production, passing for more touchdowns than anybody other than one other guy. But he's also the youngest player to ever win a playoff game. Younger than Mike Vick when he won it. And... And this is where the Bears start to get relevant again. C.J. Stroud, the highest drafted quarterback ever to win a playoff game as a rookie. He was the second overall pick in last year's draft. Mark Sanchez, when he was the fifth overall pick, won a playoff game. Because normally, if you get drafted at the top of the draft... You go to bad teams. And so surely the Bears, who have the first pick in the draft, could not possibly risk stepping back, and they would just be bad again. How could you possibly step back from Justin Fields with the rookie quarterback because they were so bad that they got the first – wait a minute, I'm being told again, Robbie's on top of this – The Bears did not have the worst record in the NFL this year. Their first overall pick comes via the Carolina Panthers. So you are uniquely positioned to drop a player, a transcendent talent according to many experts, into a situation that objectively is much better, at least in terms of the roster. We'll get to the coaching in a little bit objectively is better than what C.J. Stroud had when he just had the most impressive debut in NFL history for a rookie quarterback. So, the phone lines are open right now at 312-644-6767, and I know it's early, and if you don't want to call and you just want to listen and hang out, that's totally fine, but I would love to talk to you. What are you afraid of? about the Bears moving on for a rookie quarterback. There is no reason at all to believe that if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, they will necessarily be worse next year, that they will win fewer games, that they will need to take a step back next year. We are witnessing it right now in Houston. It's one of the more impressive things we've seen and we've seen incredible things from rookie quarterbacks before we've seen Andrew Luck in a 4,000 yard season we've seen winning as mentioned by Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger we saw RG3 come into the league and have a great statistical season we saw Cam Newton come into the league and have a great statistical season but none of those players were drafted into on the field situations as good as Caleb Williams potentially could be drafted into by the Chicago Bears. I want you to listen to D'Amico Ryans, the head coach of the Texans, after his first playoff win against one of the top five defenses in the NFL by DVOA, the number one pass defense in the NFL, in a blowout fashion led by a rookie quarterback. And just envision, it's going to be Matt Eberflus. so there's going to be some rights and mains attached to it. But just envision a similar quote next year about a Bears quarterback.
3: CJ is the reason why we're in this position. He's special, special young man, special player, continues to shine, no matter how big the moment is. Like Our whole team is leaning on him and he has the shoulders to carry that weight, and he shows up week after week. He continues to improve week after week. Uh, no moment is too big for him, and when you have a, a young player who can shoulder the load of your team and the way the team is behind him, the confidence that he gives our entire team, it's so cool to watch because right? he's such a special player, and you know he has, has a special season, and we're looking forward to keep moving on. CJ
2: is the reason why we're here. He transformed the entire thing, the entire operation in Houston. They were in a disastrous situation. If you remember, they had a guy named Deshaun Watson, who I was a huge fan of in college. Not what it ended up being. But what it was at the time, first 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher in college football history, had nearly 5,000 yards in a Bill O'Brien offense at 23 years old. I was like, this guy's going to be special. This guy's good. And he was until he wasn't. C.J. Stroud did that in front of Deshaun Watson yesterday. No Texans fan is wishing that they had Deshaun Watson. In fact, I mean, the trade return that they got on Deshaun Watson, Will Anderson Jr., Tank Dell, starting offensive lineman Kenyon Green, Christian Harris at linebacker, Damian Pierce Pierce at running back, John Mechie III at receiver, defensive lineman Thomas Booker, safety Brandon Hill, receiver Xavier Hutchinson, and they still have a first and a third-round pick to come. So one of their best receivers, their best edge rusher, Starting offensive lineman, starting running back, starting linebacker, and then depth on the line and at receiver with a first and a third round pick to come. And, oh yeah, by the way, C.J. Stroud, not in the trade from Watson, but traded him away were bad drafted the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, ancient history, they're set up to be a relevant player in the AFC South, the AFC, and the NFL for years to come, and frankly, We'll see what happens, assuming Buffalo wins. Lamar's success in the playoffs has been spotty. C.J. Stroud on a heater, quarterback on a heater, could beat anybody. We'll see what happens in Baltimore. C.J. Stroud might be leading them into the AFC Championship game as a rookie. It's certainly possible. So, I say all of that to say this. Ryan Poles at his season ending press conference was appropriately asked about CJ Stroud because last year he said he would need to be blown away by quarterbacks in the draft in order to move on from Justin Fields and there were many questions asked about it among them was do you think you misevaluated Stroud And that's all relevant because Bears fans need to know if they should trust your quarterback evaluations heading into this year.
3: I think you have to take in what's best for your team. Um, So when you look at that situation and how it ended up playing out, to have DJ, to have uh, Darnell, to have Stevenson, to have the first overall and the second uh, next year, I feel like that's the best for our organization.
2: Okay. I think that that is... Actually, a reasonable point. You have Darnell Wright, starting right tackle. That's an important position. He looks really good. You have DJ Moore, best receiver the Bears have had, arguably, since Brandon Marshall. Number one receiver, top 15 receiver in the NFL. Helped your young quarterback this year in a proven year premium position in his prime under contract at a reasonable cost that's very valuable Tyreek Stevenson young stud corner who got better as the year went on physical plays outside the numbers was Jalen Johnson insurance if something blew up with that contract if he got traded this year starting player premium position You have their second round pick next year. And oh yeah, by the way, you have their first pick this year. So I think that Ryan Poles is correct, personally. That the team is better because they made that trade. However, two things on that. Two massive caveats. One, Houston would not trade C.J. Stroud for Darnell Wright, D.J. Moore, Tyreek Stevenson, the number one pick, and next year's second-round pick? I don't believe they would, even with the draft rights to Caleb Williams. They've got a guy who could be top-five quarterback in the NFL next year. I mean, hell, he could be a top-five quarterback in the NFL this year. So they wouldn't trade C.J. Stroud for D.J. Moore, Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, the number one pick, and next year's two. They wouldn't. So that at least has to make you pause a little bit. Would you is, I think, a very reasonable question. 312-644-6767. And then the other thing is this. Carolina was bad. And Ryan Poles was correct about that, objectively. He was very correct. But Poles got lucky. When he traded it, he did not know that Carolina was going to have the number one pick in the draft. They won seven games last year. They upgraded a coach and quarterback, at least on paper. Now, he made them worse with DJ Moore, and that's a dysfunctional situation, and they ended up firing their coach. And all of those things that made him ended up being right. But all Carolina needed to do this year was win two more games. And all of a sudden, you have the fifth pick instead of the first pick. And we are absolutely wondering what the hell the Bears are gonna do at quarterback, and insanely jealous of the Texans having C.J. Stroud. The Panthers lost to the Cowboys by three. They lost to the Bucks by three. They lost to the Packers by three. They lost, you might remember, to the Bears by three. They lost to the Saints by three. There's a very different version of this season where Carolina wins five or six games, and you all of a sudden have the seventh pick, and the ninth pick. And then if Ryan Poles would have called up Houston and said, hey, 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 uh, my bad on that whole uh, C.J. Stroud thing from last year. I got the seventh pick, the ninth pick, Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, and D.J. Moore. I would like to have C.J. Stroud, please. You would be laughed off the phone in that world. Laughed off the phone. Because no one came into this year thinking that Houston was going to be anybody anybody good. No one thought D'Amico Ryans was going to be a candidate for Coach of the Year. No one thought that Tank Dell and Nico Collins would be top 20, 25 wide receivers for your fantasy football draft next year, that C.J. Stroud would be a top five or six quarterback in fantasy football next year, that C.J. Stroud would be a lock for Offensive Player of the Year this year. He single-handedly transformed everything. That's what happened. D'Amico Ryans is not a, a Coach of the Year favorite if he has Bryce Young. Tank Dell is not a relevant football player statistically if he has Bryce Young. The quarterback changes everything. It's not the only thing. It's the ultimate team game, but it changes everything. So where I sit, polls is right, I'd rather have the tackle, the corner, the receiver, next year's two, and the number one pick because it's Caleb Williams. But he got lucky, lucky that it ended up being the number one overall pick. And Caleb Williams, the odds are, as high as I am on him, the odds are he will not be as good as C.J. Stroud. Because C.J. Stroud has transformed an entire franchise. That is an incredible accomplishment, what he did yesterday and what he's done this season. And whenever the Texans lose in the playoffs, their fans will say, that sucks, can't wait for next year, and they'll be over it. Because they've got the franchise quarterback who's 22 years old and looks like he can win MVPs in the future. We got callers on the line. In conjunction with trading out of the Stroud rights, Ryan Poles made a decision to bring back Matt Eberflus. That should be discussed in relation to what the Texans did with Stroud and who helped see... Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: C.J. Stroud becomes C.J. Stroud. We'll get into the coaching side plus your calls. It's the Parkins Playoff show on the score.
3: Cool, man. It shows you that um, you, whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish, man. D'Amico's uh, led this team with with um, great confidence, and um, that confidence rubbed off on everybody. Um, and we're all holding each other to a certain standard. And like I said before, I'm just I'm really excited to be with my brothers again for another week, you know? Because uh, I mean, who knows? Next year, it's not going to be the same team. So um, that's just kind of how the league goes. But we got another week to go, prove ourselves right, and, and try to win a game.
1: We're back live with more of the Parkins playoff show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 the score in Odyssey Station.
2: That's CJ Stroud, Texans quarterback, who the Bears could have had understand why they didn't because of where Justin Fields was in his uh, exciting developmental timeline at the time. Stroud was a debate with Bryce Young, he had not had as much success over as long a period of time in college, but it shows the power of the quarterback to transform a franchise. Highest drafted player to ever win a game as a rookie, third rookie coach quarterback combo to ever win a game, most touchdown passes by a rookie, youngest player to ever win a game in the playoffs as a quarterback, breaking Mike Vick's record, he has transformed a franchise Single-handedly, two hundred and seventy-four yards on twenty-one pass attempts, three touchdowns, no picks against the number one pass defense in the NFL. And Ryan Poles got lucky because he got the number one pick from Carolina. Because if you if you would call him right now and say, "Hey, number one pick, Carolina's second next year," and Tyreek Stevenson, DJ Moore, and Darnell Wright, Carol uh, Houston would at least have a conversation. They'd be like, yeah we can get Caleb Williams and all that stuff." They'd like have a conversation. They'd say, "No." because they have Stroud, and it would be insane to move off of a 22-year-old who's accomplished all that he'd had, but they'd have a conversation. If Carolina had won three or four of the games, even two of them, honestly, but of the games that they lost by three points this year, and instead of the first pick, the Bears had the sixth or seventh pick, and, he, and Ryan pulls it, hey, seventh pick overall, ninth pick overall, Tyreek Stevenson, Darnell Wright, D.J. Moore for for C.J. Stroud. I made a mistake last year. He'd be laughed off the phone. Laughed off the phone. So that's why you got to move on from fields. And that's why Caleb Williams will come into a situation that is much better than C.J. Stroud went into, and he's regarded as a much better prospect, which is why next year, with a rookie quarterback, you can still have high expectations for the Bears, and you should. I'll get to the coaching thing in just a minute, but – Thank you for hanging out with the Parkins Playoff Show. If you're up early and I'm up early and you're calling in, let's talk. Rick is on the score.
3: What up, Rick? Yeah, I think you have a little recency bias there. Please. It has a lot to do with coaching. Uh, C.J. Stroud would not be C.J. Stroud in Chicago. First of all, they were not lucky to get that. The reason why they got that first choice, because the last good coach we had in Chicago decided he didn't want to tank. He wanted to win a game. That's how we got the first choice. Oh, I'm aware. When we took and we okay, and when we took that that choice, uh the, when they got CJ Stroud, they said, We're gonna be uh, uh uh it's not lucky, they're gonna be good. We're gonna base our offense around CJ Stroud. And they did. They got a smart. So they, they were smart. You said they they took it, nobody knew, nobody knew, nobody knew. No, no, they knew we're gonna make our offense around this guy and we're gonna win. Chicago says, uh, our coach says, oh, well, we wanna, I like this offense. So I'm not going to run this offense. He entrusts a rookie, a, a, a play caller that's incompetent. Now, even under Nagy, they made Nagy give up play calling uh, when he was ineffective. They let this guy ride through the whole team, through the whole year. And you want a, a, a conspiracy theory. They knew this guy couldn't call plays. Well, no, okay, what what they they no, 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 they did not know they okay, didn't the whole, let, let me finish there. He rolled them out the whole year. It's like a stealth tank. It was like a stealth tank because you mean you couldn't you couldn't get the uh, somebody else to call play call call there when we see the man was incompetent. he must have been incompetent because you fired the whole offensive staff but they, finished, but they finished, but
2: they finished five the and three and they scored thirty seven against the Falcons. like the offense improved as the year went on I'm
3: saying the the Chicago. Would have ruined CJ Stroud.
2: Okay, well that's a different that's a different thing than a, than a stealth tank conspiracy theory. Rick. Th- th- listen, thank thank you for the call. Uh listen, I get the cynicism to say that Chicago would have ruined CJ Stroud. Of course I do. Of course I get it. But Texans fans would have said the same thing. Bengals fans would have said the same thing about Jill Burrow. Like there's no there's no evidence to suggest that because you put on a piece of laundry that says Chicago Bears you can't be a good quarterback. There's not like it's not like a long list of quarterbacks that have been on the Bears, left the Bears, and then gone on and been great elsewhere. It's not like Mitch Trubisky is carving up the league, breaking Rex Grossman and Cade Mcnown passing records. These guys stink. They were bad here, they're bad elsewhere. So there's no evidence. The Bears just haven't taken the right quarterbacks. It's not because they're Bears, it's because they're bad. But I do want to talk about the coaching. And again, lines are open 312 644 67 67. Because I agree with you. Coaching matters. And I agree with you that if CJ Stroud would have been on the Bears. Without D.J. Moore and without Darnell Wright and all that, it would not have been a great situation for him. And that we've seen Justin Fields be in that bad situation. But another thing that Ryan Poles made a big decision on in the last week is retaining Matt Eberflus. And when he decided to retain Matt Eberflus, and fire Luke Getze, that means he does not have the ability to hire anyone he wants on the offensive side of the ball to help develop, presumably, Caleb Williams. Why does that matter? Well, who developed C.J. Stroud in Houston? Who called the plays? Bobby Slowick Jr. Before this season, no one was saying Bobby Slowick Jr., quarterback whisperer, fast track to being a head coach. CJ Stroud changed Bobby Slowick in his entire life. How do I know that? Google Bobby Slowick interview right now. The Titans have requested permission to interview him for their head coaching job. The Falcons have requested permission to interview Bobby Slowick for their head coaching job. The Commanders have requested permission to interview Bobby Slowick for their head coaching job. One year with C.J. Stroud, 10% of the league wants to interview him for a job that on the low end would pay $5 million a year. On the high end, pays twenty million a year. He won't get that, but you understand my point. C.J. Stroud changed his life. Bears can't call him. Bri- Callahan from Cincinnati, Brian Callahan. He's getting head coaching interviews. Bears can't call him. Offensive coordinator is the biggest thing that you could uh, you could hire him for. Ben Johnson in Detroit. Teams play, t- team plays tonight. Getting head coaching interviews. Bears can't call him. He's getting uh, offensive coordinator jobs, the only one open. So you better be damn sure that the offensive staff that you bring in of a bunch of guys who are not getting head coaching opportunities, so by definition, they are not the most impressive offensive names available this offseason. You better be damn sure that you're hiring the right guys to develop and help Caleb Williams. Because you passed on C.J. Stroud. Okay, fine. You got a receiver, a tackle, a corner, the number one pick. Out of it, you're in a really good spot. You're headed in the right direction. And maybe you hire Shane Waldron, and he ends up looking better than Ben Johnson or Kellen Moore or Brian Callahan or Bobby Slowick or anyone else who gets a head coaching opportunity because Caleb Williams is so damn special. That's certainly possible. But in my world of NFL football, as I watch this stuff way too much, I look at it and say, yeah, of course defense matters. Of course a running game matters. Of course leadership and culture matter. Of course. But a quarterback changes everything. The Chargers have a lot of questions. Quarterback ain't one. The Chiefs. Yeah, they were winning double digit games. They had Andy Reid. They had Tyree Kill. They had Travis Kelsey. They traded up from twenty seven to ten, mortgaged a great deal of their future to get a guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes. He wins an MVP his second year in the league, his first year starting. One of only three dudes ever to have a 5,000-yard, uh, 50-touchdown season because he's special. Wins a Super Bowl last year. And another MVP without Tyreek Hill. Comes out last night down the field consistently because he is the game-changer. Josh Allen, defensive head coach, firing an offensive coordinator, One good wide receiver, doesn't matter. He's the system. Joe Burrow, hey, how long is your window open to win a title? Are you worried that it's going to get too expensive, that you got hurt, that the window's closing? The window's open as long as I'm here. He's Joe Burrow. That's the league. You can win a Super Bowl without a great guy, but you want to have nine winning seasons in a 10-year run with seven playoff appearances? You need a great quarterback, period. There's no example otherwise. Every team that has a run for a decade like that has a great quarterback. Period. Every single one. So I think it's pretty obvious what Ryan Poles needs to do. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Allen, good morning. You're on the Parkins Playoff Show on the Score. What up, Allen? Hey, Parkins. What's
5: going on, man? They got you working Sundays, huh? Yeah, you know just got to earn that check, you
2: know, to, to, to keep the, uh, the helicopter right. <laughs> got to pay for the third vacation home. That's right. Uh, That's right.
5: Uh, so, so I, I thought up of a, of a little bit of strategy. I like the role play a little as GM, as I'm sure a lot of people do. And I want you to bear with me. And I, I, I know that, uh, some, I've heard some people saying that, uh, fields could possibly be worth a first rounder. If you get the right team interested and if you get teams bidding against each other. And I'm, I was thinking, Atlanta could be very interested in Justin Fields, and a lot of people believe that. And I want you to bear with me. I think we can trade Fields and get Atlanta's uh, first-round pick, which I believe is the number eight pick. And you got to bear with me here. The strategy is because he, what I think would be great for the Bears' defense, the number one priority, but after getting Harrison and not trading too far down from one, is to build that defensive line. And something I would try to target, which I think is possible, is to get both the defensive linemen from Texas. And I think we can get one in the second, one in the third. And you might ask, well, we don't have any second-round picks. And I say, okay, if we ask for the first-round pick for Atlanta, we tell them we'll give them fields, I would be willing to pay a little extra and take three steps back and five steps forward. Can I ask you a question real
2: quick? Yeah, what's going on? So you're trading Fields and drafting Harrison. Who's the Bears quarterback next year? So I'm hoping to
5: get Penix next year. That's my that's my plan. I'm willing to trade Atlanta next year, a second and maybe a fourth, and Fields just to get to the first round pick. And here's the strategy behind that is because when we have the eighth and ninth, when I've been looking at some mocks and I've been looking at, you know, who the good players are, I have a very strong feeling that with us getting Harrison at first, all the other receivers, which are there's a lot of good receivers, they're gonna be extremely valuable. And I think when we get to eight and nine, there's a good chance that there might be only two receivers off the board and there's gonna be value in two receivers, but there's okay. gonna be value in offensive tackles and in the edge rushers. And you're gonna get a lot of calls of people that are gonna wanna call and move up to eight or nine and get an adunze or get a a, a lineman if they fall to you, and we'd be able to trade down the eight and nine picks to somewhere in the teens and 20s and accumulate second and third round picks.
2: God, Alan, listen, okay, listen, I I respect the theory. I respect the thought. I thank you for calling. I appreciate you supporting my quest for even a first vacation home. But we just see the world differently. Like, they pass down Stroud, you're trading fields, and you're taking the – fourth quarterback in this year's draft, maybe. I I just – I don't know how you watch C.J. Stroud do what he did last night, see the Chiefs with Mahomes, and then, hell, we can talk about the Dolphins. Tua, ideal conditions with a great play caller and great wide receivers. Great player. Those balls looked like I was throwing them in the cold and the wind last night. He's got limitations. The Bears have a shot to take a quarterback that does not have limitations. You're like, eh, give me Michael Penix and a couple of defensive linemen. You're high, man. No, that's crazy. Take a shot at greatness at quarterback. You got to do it. It's the only way forward for the Bears. More of your calls, the power that is, the NFL brand, cold football, this Chiefs team is a contender, an amazing game in the NFC North today. we got a lot more to do on the Parkins Playoff. Show on the score.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. Waste the weekend or do something a little more
1: epic
0: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Ninth play of the drive, the 11 of Miami. Edwards O'Leary is the back. Shotgun snapped to Mahomes. are arm throws a pass. Caught by Rice. Ten to the five to the 4.1. one Touchdown! The Chiefs have scored on a touchdown pass of 12 yards from the quarterback Patrick Mahomes to the rookie wide receiver out of SMU, Rashi Rice. Six 0 Chiefs. Just a couple minutes gone
0: in the game.
1: We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host Danny Parkins live on the Odyssey app and six seventy the score in Odyssey Station.
2: Oof, that game. My God. Did not look terribly enjoyable to be at. I've been at a lot of cold weather games. I've been at a lot of Arrowhead games. I've been at Arrowhead playoff games before. It's one of the great venues. Uh, It's on the very short list of venues that I've been to in my life. I would put it in my top three uh, for sure. I was thrilled to be watching that one from the couch. Andy Reid's mustache had icicles that was so badass like that that was that was an amazing look you got Bill Belichick out there in a face mask and a hoodie you got that poor sideline reporter I forgot who was it was a Kaylee Harding I think for that for that game last night uh her gloves they looked so warm they they she, like, her hands looked like they were the size of the Incredible Hulks. Those are the biggest gloves I've ever seen anywhere. And, like, she needed them because that was it was inhumane. She should have been able to be inside and just gone outside if there was an injury report. Like, she should not have had to actually work the sideline for that game. But it was just, you could just tell. One team was like, uh, nothing changes because our quarterback has a howitzer for an arm. And the other team was like, I hope we can run. And it was just, Tua like, to a, to Tonga Viola at 39 pass attempts. He threw for 199 yards. He completed 20 passes, basically none of them down the field. And they were all just like wobbly ducks. That was... That was a, oh, arm strength doesn't matter. It's all about accuracy. No. Arm strength matters. Arm strength absolutely matters. All right, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Bader. I just like that name. What up, Bader?
5: Good morning, sir. I listen to you guys every morning, and I enjoy when you have Dave Wansett, set but the question I have, he's uh, such a – a good storyteller, but why is nobody hiring him as a coach? He's still he's still too young,
2: right? Who? Uh, Dave Wanstead. Why is P? Oh, why is no one hiring Dave Wanstead as a coach? Well, listen, I love Dave, and uh, and thank you for the call. But um, that wasn't what you said to Robbie that you were gonna you were gonna ask about. The thing that he was gonna talk about was a lot more on on subject than that. But, I mean, Northwestern reached out to Dave uh, to be a consultant for them when their world fell apart. But Dave's got a good gig. I mean, honestly, would you rather make seven figures to coach football or would you rather come in and talk with me and Speaks on Thursdays and drink bourbon? Like, Dave's, Dave's prioritizing happiness at this point in his life. And I actually don't even know how old Dave is. All I know is Dave is young at heart, and he is the most interesting man in the world and he's got a great gig in media and as a consultant for he works for an agency helping guys get ready for the draft process he watches film for some guys he knows everyone in the world he doesn't need to be coaching again
1: he They're, snuck through that caller snuck through oh dude don't worry it
2: about not, it no no it's not i'm just like man i got i got duped yeah you got duped a little but listen here's the thing we're always kind of talking about Dave Wantstead Dave Wantstead never that far from our hearts and minds bill on the north side can we do bill on the north side
1: robbie let's go bill you're on the score yeah uh i'm confident in saying that if the bears had fired uh flus that nobody else would have hired him as a head coach
5: i am confident in that as well
1: yeah and and there was an article about a week ago about this guy todd munkin who is the offensive coordinator for the ravens he formerly was the offensive coordinator for Georgia. He had a great gig there, and, and he went the next year or last year, he went to the Ravens and completely transformed that offense and, and made Lamar Jackson's going to be the unanimous MVP. He, he, he uh, Not that Lamar Jackson didn't uh, have a lot of skills before that, but he transformed the offense so that they now have passing downfield and they have deception and they have a great game plan, and, and if the Bears had fired Flus, they would have had. They could have got this guy, or maybe the guy from Houston from last night. Uh, yep. Now they're scrambling around for some second, second, you know, tier guy. And, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just so bear-like that that they they keep a guy that's clueless on offense. I agree with
2: basically everything you said. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, Todd Munkin uh, interviewed for the Chargers job. I agree. It's one thing to have a defensive head coach when you already have the quarterback. I would, because, yeah, of course, Josh Allen gets drafted by a defensive coach. He develops. It takes him a while. Now it doesn't really matter that he's got a defensive head coach because he is the system. But there's been some turbulence. And I just would worry about like they when Brian Dable left for the Giants' job, and Ken Dorsey took over, they got way worse. They needed to fire Ken Dorsey and promote Joe Brady to kind of right the ship there. Like it's just, it can be dicey. Now, if the truth is, if your quarterback is generational, it should transcend it, right? Brady meant more than Belichick. Justin Herbert's got more passing yards than any player in the NFL through their first, uh, what, four seasons. And he's had two head coaches fired already. One offensive, one defensive. in Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. So if you're truly special, your quarterback can transcend your coach. But you want to do everything you can to maximize that guy. We're going to talk to my man Carrington Harrison, who interviews Patrick Mahomes every week, the real one, not the one who's in studio with us, spoiler alert, uh, and talk NFL with him. He's also a national host. We're going to do that in about 25 minutes. But coming up, I want to talk about the NFC North teams that are playing today and the storylines that go into it and the product that is the NFL as a television product. And yeah, I've got to include Peacock at this point.